0: Hey everyone, today we will close out chapter 5 of Galatians. And uh, there's only one more chapter left. This has really been a good, helpful study for me. Uh, Today we are going to look at verses 16 through 26. Let's begin um, with 16 through 18. Okay, Galatians chapter 5. But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit you are not under the law. Um, We ended last session talking about how we can't continue trying to keep the law for our righteousness, and rightly love others. It's actually the other way around. For believers, the Holy Spirit empowers us to love others, thus fulfilling God's law. Remember verse 14 from our last session, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So our righteousness before God positionally Uh, since we're a work in progress, right? He who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. Uh, Our righteousness before God positionally uh, is real and it's with promise. It is also accompanied by the Holy Spirit, which now works out of us in practical ways through works of love, which uh, is what we've been talking about. But works of love cannot come first. As a way to obtain righteousness. You might try to start off with works, but you don't have the love, so it's not going to work. But faith in Jesus as our only hope comes first, and and then God gives His Holy Spirit, and and He is the one that quickens and motivates us to good works. That's what Paul says in verse 18 of today's um, session that we already read. Um, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So it seems to me that being led not only means the Spirit is prompting us uh, as our leader or providing us direction and guidance, it's more than that. Being led can also mean that we are actually happily and ungrudgingly following Christ and not just being guided or counseled to go in a certain direction. Consider a lamb being led on a leash by a young boy. When the lamb is following him joyfully, there's slack in the line, and the lamb even draws up close to the boy's side, uh, even brushing up against him. It's a sweet thing. He is following the one who leads him. Does that mean the lamb always follows? That close? (laughs) No. Sometimes he strays one way or another. and he, He can even get himself in a lot of trouble. But the boy has to tug at times on the rope to get him back on track. And for us who are led by the Holy Spirit, God does not let go of our heart. Sometimes he has to pull hard. But when we yield, we come back up close to his side, it's a sweet thing. And it proves that he has had us all along. Paul says if we're led by the Spirit, we're not under the law. And do you remember that freedom that he spoke of earlier? We're free from the yoke of the law, who was our old schoolmaster, one who showed us our need of a Savior. And now we're no longer yoked to the law. We're free of it. We're connected to, uh, by God's grace, through faith, to Jesus Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28. Jesus said this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, remember Although we are yoked to Jesus through the Spirit, we can still sin. We can pull one way or another. And when we're doing our own thing, we slip into the self-mode that the Galatians had slipped into. And we will not be good at loving others with agape or godly love. But when we yield to His leading once again, we have peace and joy and, and we can love others and God as we ought to. So yes, finally, we have freedom from the law as our guardian, and we gain the righteousness of Christ as sons of God. Paul continues today by showing us what kind of works looking to self ends in, okay? So it can start off with self-righteousness. Let's go ahead and read, and then we'll talk about it. Verse 19 through 21. will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, again, that's what self-righteousness leads to. The seed in us that begins that is, it's all about self. So if we're not tethered to Christ through the Holy Spirit, our self-righteousness would habitually include works of the flesh, which we would likely hide, at least in the beginning, to protect our, our uh Self-righteous image, right? Usually we do that as long as we can, but it's our heart that becomes distorted, bent towards these kinds of things that Paul has mentioned. And we likely wouldn't think it could start with circumcision or uh, keeping the law for righteousness. But the truth is it starts with being all about me instead of being about the glory of God. And and we come out of the womb actually with that bent in our life. In verse 21 Paul that we just read Paul says, I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I suspect he's referring back to what he has been saying at the beginning of chapter 5, or at least it's in agreement with that. That is, that those who follow circumcision and the law, they are cut off from grace. They're severed from Christ, and he's no advantage to them. They rejected the cross. They will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's what he just said here. So those are the the fruits of the flesh. But now let's look at verse 18, where Paul contrasts that with those who are led by the Spirit. We already uh, read in verse 18 today, but if you are led by the Spirit you are not under the law." Uh, So we've been talking much about that for a while now. Now, we do not keep the law for righteousness. We're no longer under the law. When we trusted in the one who kept the law for us, Jesus, God gifted us with His Holy Spirit, who now leads us throughout the rest of our life. And His Spirit that is in us, it doesn't promote all these kinds of works of the flesh, Uh, but rather he motivates works of righteousness through love as we have also been talking about. So here's what Paul says our opposite nature of all those works of, of the flesh verse 22 and 23 With the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. That is right, my friends. Not only do we have resurrection power over the works of the flesh when we walk in the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit bears all these amazing fruits, and there is no law of God that prohibits the things that come from the Spirit. Romans 6 14 Paul said this for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace which um, syncs perfectly with today's session and and so and now continuing with verse 24 of today's passage Paul says this and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, with its passions and desires, and so uh, again, I think the Apostle Paul is making a distinction between those who will fall away and those who will persevere for Christ; those who are truly the children of God. And what he has said goes along with what we read earlier on in Galatians um, chapter two. Uh, beginning with verse 19, For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So the Apostle Paul, has, he has went over this again and again and again to the Galatians. He's approached it from all these different angles and nailed it down in different layers. So there is no doubt that they have been deceived and uh, led astray. And Paul is, is trying to prod them back on track. And all along, he's been saying the life that we live now, that is after our salvation, we still have to live second by second by faith in the one who died in our place on the cross, the same Jesus who rose from the grave. He presents the gospel to them in different ways as well. It's not by works, but it's by mercy through faith. All right? So, Paul continues in today's text, verse 25, about walking close to this one who uh, leads us after salvation. Verse 25 and 26. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Remember, we ended last session talking about uh, Paul said uh, you know, if we bite at one another, we're going to wind up devouring one another. And that's when we're walking in that self mode. Um, but we are tethered to Christ, as we've been talking about, through the Holy Spirit. And the example I gave earlier was a young boy, maybe a shepherd boy, leading uh, a young lamb by a cord on their journey. And the lamb may resist, but when he submits to the one who cares for him, He walks in step with his master. And that's what Paul is saying. That's our goal in Christ, to keep in step with the Spirit. Keep on walking in God's grace through faith. Not of ourselves, otherwise we'd have a reason to boast. And we don't. It's either the path of grace or it's the path of, of keeping the law. And the latter keeps us looking at self. And we've already failed in the law anyway. So it's not a viable path for us. We need the righteousness of Jesus, the one who never sinned. We need his mercy that came through the cross and the power of the resurrection, uh, working in our lives, always overcoming sin. We need the Holy Spirit so that we might walk in step with him. It's his love toward us, working in us and working out of us towards others that we need to walk in we need to stay close to his word as well let's pray Father God you are awesome thank you for your word today Lord Uh, forgive me Father of of my many sins Father please um, help me to to walk in step with with you with the Holy Spirit Father. Uh, when I stray Father you are so good at, at pulling me back to you. You know which buttons to push. And, um, you know how to um, expose my pride and humble me, Father. And I just thank you for doing that, Father. Thank you for your Word that guides me, and your Holy Spirit, and other believers who help prod me back on track when I need to be back on track. Help me to, to love others spirit of gentleness and yet with boldness, as we've talked about before, Father. Father, please keep us from slipping back into the mode of self, self-righteousness, and being self-centered, Father. But to walk in love, but to walk in humility, uh, not making much of ourself. When we are making much of ourselves when we are nothing Father. You're the only good that we have in our lives and uh, you have loved us, You, you have died for us on the cross, you have given us an inheritance Father as your child. You have loved us, you have sent your son who died on the cross for us and rose from the grave. And You have given us an inheritance. It's your child, Father. Help us to not take these things for granted, but to walk in joy and worship of you today. In Jesus' name.